You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right with host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I'm happy to share another hour with you. Trust, integrity, values, and ethics are very closely interwoven. Values is something that a person will not compromise at any price. Values are more than just claiming to have them. It is aligning thoughts, choices, and actions congruent to those values. Values are lived. It's not just talked about. Integrity is aligning one's thoughts and actions to one's values. It is about doing the right thing when no one is watching and there is nothing to be gained, even if it would cost them more than what an individual is willing to pay. When a person has values and they live a life of integrity in all aspects of their life, be it personal or business, regardless of the cost it brings, that person is considered ethical. A person who lives their values with integrity and lead an ethical life earns the trust of others. Trust is not given, it is earned, it is maintained. And knowing that it could be lost forever with one action or decision is a very, very integral message for us to remember and ingrain in the choices we make and the actions we take. We are living in an era where values, integrity, and ethics are not thought of as important as character traits, as wealth, access, and power. Human interactions have become more transactional. From our smallest unit of society, which is the family, through to organizations where we work, all the way to our country and global society at large, we have daily demonstrations of the lack of values, integrity, and ethics resulting in the collective breach of trust. Trust is such an elusive concept today, and I want us to take a moment to explore it. This show is all about getting things just right. It's unleash your inner Goldilocks so that we can get things just right. Not too hot, not too cold, not too tough, not too soft. How do we find that middle ground, that right sweet spot to accomplish what we need to accomplish the right way for the right reason, right? So keeping that in mind, we are looking at getting our human relationships just right as the foundation for our personal, professional, economic, national, and societal success. Trust is at the heart of all of this. To help me explore trust is Bob Whipple, the trust ambassador. Bob is the author of many books on trust and has focused on helping others build and retain trust. His name reminds me of the positive repulse one causes 
by building trusted relationships and bringing about every interaction in the most positive way so that our better angels prevail. I am so pleased to welcome Bob, Bob, the trust ambassador, to our show, Trust the Keystone for Lasting Success. Bob, welcome to the show. Thanks, Cass. I'm looking forward to it. This is a great opportunity for us to explore the concept of trust and how it affects every one of our lives. And I would really like to start with you taking a moment and introducing yourself, Bob, because I think by a brief introduction, our listeners will get a context to what makes up where you come from and the foundation for all your concepts and ideas you're going to discuss with us. Okay. Well, um, what I do is I write and speak and teach and do consulting all on the aspects of trust and how you understand the power of trust in in any relationship, in a family setting, in a government setting, in a corporate setting. It doesn't matter uh, how important that is for being able to operate correctly and how in a corporate setting, it actually, when you have higher trust, it actually enables much, much better performance over a long period of time. So I discovered this years ago, and it's just been my passion uh, ever since, I'll say for the, for the last 30 years. Wow. And I, since I have talked to you ahead of the show, I know the rich tapestry you that has underpinned the life journey you have taken, right? And I'm sure everyone is curious to learn why you decided your life work to be dedicated to trust. And this show is all about transformational journeys. So do tell us how your transformation led to the place you are right now to talk and teach and embody what trust means. Just take us to that place and walk us through your transformation. Okay. Well, it it comes from my my background and upbringing. I was always very much, even when I was a young boy, very much interested in in understanding leadership and what Mm -hmm. made really good leaders good. And uh, and not so good leaders. What what was the problem with them? And 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 so so I observed a lot when I was a young boy, but I really didn't learn too much about it until I got into the corporate world. Uh-huh. And then I made it my business to study uh, leadership in in great depth. So I read all the books that I could mm-hmm. find on leadership. Went went to all kinds of courses and 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 had many many video and audio programs from the gurus of trust mm-hmm. all through down through the ages. Okay. Uh, and and so I I became and I really started to get interested in what it is. And um so what I ended up doing is creating what I called a leadership laboratory for uh, oh, all fascinating. the that mm-hmm. were reporting to me at work. Uh, we considered ourselves students of what, what is leadership all about and how does it work and what makes for really good leadership. And over mm-hmm. the course of about 25 years working in that mode, mm-hmm. I and my, the people that reported to me discovered that there are a million different behaviors that constitute great leadership. There's just a ton of them. Mm-hmm. But they're all enabled by one concept, and that concept is trust. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Basically, my thesis has become, and, and, and very strong on this, is that if you don't know how to build high trust, if you're a leader, um, then you can do all the other things. You know, walk your talk. You can follow the golden rule. You can do all the things. And you'll get a certain amount of performance out. You'll get a certain level of behavior. But you won't be a great leader. If you do know how to Mm -hmm. start with a foundation of high trust and then do these other things, they work like magic. And that's how you get to be a great leader. Beautiful. And I completely concur based on my experience both in the classroom and the business world, and actually in the government as well. People are willing to go to hell and back for a leader who they completely trust because they know they're not going to be abandoned, right? And they're not going to be thrown under the bus. And that is such a important uh, value to embody. But I also want to talk about what does trust mean to you? What does trust mean to other people? Because That's one of those things where different people may have different definitions, the same way people have different definitions for ethics. I've heard people say, I'm an ethical person because I make good choices, but work is business. It's not personal, right? So coming from that vantage point, can you help our listeners understand what trust means to you? And are there different definitions of trust based on different people's frame of reference? Well, the answer is absolutely uh, correct. There are different different things. And basically what I do in all of my seminars when I do corporate work is I start out and ask, and I just ask people, okay, what is it? You know, we use that word uh, many, many times a day. You, you'll be surprised yes. if you start counting how many, you know, 50 times a day or something. If you listen to television, it's all on every advertisement. Trust yes. is a very, very common word in our lexicon. And yet, yes. when I ask a room of people, I'm sitting there looking at their faces, they all kind of go blank for a second. Like, well, what is it? And so then I explain that really trust manifests itself in many, many different ways. It's not one thing. We mm-hmm. think about it as one thing. When we use the word trust, when we're talking about you know, inter- interfaces with people, it's really mm-hmm. that's what it is. Do I trust you? Do you trust me? It's between two people. But mm-hmm. there are numerous other ways we see trust in our lives. It's, mm-hmm. it's can I count on you? Do you have my back? It's, mm-hmm. it's will, you, will you always do what you say? Yes. Uh-huh. It's, it's, can I, it, it, will you act in my best interest? And sometimes mm-hmm. if you act in my best interest, I might not even like it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> would you, you even Yeah, love. would you even go against me to do the right thing for me even though I'm making your life a living hell, right? That's right. And so and, and there you know, suppose we we have common values. You talked about values. Well, if we share common values, it's that's a bond of trust that we're going to follow those values no matter what. Mm-hmm. There's a huge one that has the key to unlocking trust in it, mm-hmm. and that's safety. Uh, yes. It's safe for me to voice my concerns and know that you're not going to punish me for it. Yes. And I am a big believer that to be a successful leader, you have to be a safe zone. People should be able to come and share their concerns and share their ideas, knowing right. that they're not going to be taken to the woodshed over it. Right. 
So when and and when when you think about trust, that's all trust between individuals. What I was just talking uh-huh. about. But we have we trust. Every, every person that we know, we have a relationship of trust with at some level. We also have to trust the products that we use. Mm-hmm. You can't take a vitamin pill. You know, when you take a vitamin pill, you're implying that that's safe to do. Um, you trust the, the. You don't think about who made the chemicals and who packaged the pills. You just take the pill. Yes. Uh, we so all all the products that we use. You know, you get in your car and you turn the ignition key on. You're getting a mm-hmm. whole bunch of explosions going on, but you trust <laughs> that you're going to be all right. Yes. And organizations of all types, we have to trust um, the, our our job. Um, different organizations, including the yes. media, which is a trust in the media has been tanking recently. And so that's a very interesting one. We also have to trust systems. We trust mm-hmm. the, the government at some point. Uh, when you drive over a bridge, you most of the time probably aren't worried that the bridge is going to fall into the water. Yes. So mm-hmm. I maintain that by the time we get up on a normal day, we get up and and uh, take a shower and brush our teeth and have breakfast and get in our cars and go to work. By the time we get to work, we have experienced trust in various ways hundreds of times in yes, just that period. Yes, without even thinking about it, yes. And we don't uh-huh. think about it, right. Yes. Uh-huh. So that is the implicit uh, subconscious a factor of trust because we're trusting that the air we're breathing is not going to kill us. We're trusting that the water we're drinking is not going to kill us. And that right. is such a fascinating and yet very well-rounded approach to trust. And I love the way you're looking at trust. And it gives us a perfect segue to go into our first break to come back and pick up this conversation right from there. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You are joining us back in our conversation, Trust the Keystone for Lasting Success, with Bob Whipple, our trust ambassador. Bob, welcome back to the show. Thank you. So as we went for break, we were talking about how expansive trust is and in how many ubiquitous ways our entire life is predicated on trusting things that we are and situations we are consciously and unconsciously entering, right? When trust is so uh, pervasive in everything we do in our very existence, how does one start thinking about building trust around their personal brand, because I think every person's name is a personal brand and how we build the emotional uh, relationship around that name and what that name conjures up is the brand, right? And how does one build that kind of trust and how do you think one can help themselves take that journey? If you can take a situation and show us how the culture of trust can be built and influence a person or an organization's success. I think that'll be a good illustrative way for our audience to kind of start relating to it. Okay. Can, I can try that. Uh, there are, you know, a whole bunch of different, it's, it's very interesting because there are tons of things that we can do that will build trust. And we mm-hmm. know these instinctively. They're not, they're not, that's not rocket science. We just, we already know that if you want to build trust, you do things like you do what you say, mm-hmm. you treat people right, you mm-hmm. tell the truth, you demonstrate respect, you're transparent with people, you don't hide things, all these things. And we could, if we wanted to, and I do this in my seminars, I do a little exercise where we just list a bunch of things that build trust, and everybody understands that mm-hmm. they, okay, these are the ways we build trust. And yet, when you look at an organization, and most of the time I'm working in an organizational sense rather than an individual to individual, okay, um, the trust levels are just not nearly where they should be or could be. Mm-hmm. On average, we are, we are very poor at creating uh, really high trust in most cases. And so I think that that's an interesting dilemma if we know how to build trust and any leader that I've ever run into wants more trust. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody that wouldn't want more, higher trust in mm-hmm. their organization. And so how come if we know how to do it and, and we want more of it, how come we're not better at it? And I believe that there's some foundational things that need to be in place in addition to the behaviors that I mentioned that need to be there or else trust doesn't kindle very well. It's like trying to light a Mm -hmm. fire with wet newspapers. It just doesn't work very well. 
So the condition so is not it. proper. Okay, that What's makes that? sense. Go ahead. The conditions need to be primed for the situation to be combustible, right? So yeah, I call it a foundation. I, I I think that if we understand some things at a foundational level, and one of them is you've already mentioned, and that is values. Mm-hmm. That 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 it's the trust is very much linked to our displaying consistency about living our values and that sounds so simple and yet it's so common for me to find organizations where they have a set of values and they don't they're not very good at following them mm-hmm. let me give you an example so you can so you can grasp this because it's really important I'll go into a company, and mm-hmm. I'll be standing in the lobby, and there will be our values. And usually one of the top values, the number one or the number two on the list of values, is a statement that says, people are our most important asset. Yes. Well, that's a wonderful, lofty value to have. Unfortunately... Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I go and start interviewing the managers and the people in the organization, they don't act like people are their most important asset. When there's Uh a downturn in the market, they lay off people. If people were the most important asset when there's a downturn in the market, they would be training those people for the next upswing. They wouldn't be laying them off. If they Uh needed to save money, they'd be selling inventory. Or mm-hmm. machines. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. so so having a, a foundation built on on trust, having a foundational thing that says you never catch us not following the values. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And that is that that is a wonderful example, and that conjures up a memory for me when I had just started working in America as a immigrant. So I had worked overseas and then I was working here. And my very first meeting as the head of finance and business operations, we had the uh, entire uh, um, general manager community look at me and say, Cass, so you're the finance person now. How are you going to get us more bodies? I'm like, okay. I was going to, you know, be a little humorous. And I said, have you tried the morgue? (laughs) <laughs> and they, <laughs> they they were so stunned, then they laughed, and they explained to this foreigner that in America, bodies means people, butts on seats to do work is how they explained it. And then I followed up with, okay, that makes sense, but here is where it doesn't make sense. Do you care if that butt has a brain? Do you care <laughs> if that butt is connected to a heart that cares about who we are serving and how we are serving and they're like, oh, we didn't think about it. And my conversation was, okay, before we even get into the numbers, do we realize our language is culture and how we talk about our people is how we make them feel? And if we think of them as bodies behind closed doors, we're going to go out there and treat them like bodies. And we're telling them they're our best resource. They're our best <laughs> asset. It is incongruent. So can we at least start, do me a favor, and can we start referring to our employees as our human resources, our team, our human capital, whatever appropriate word, but can we not call them bodies? It just seems like decapitation. (laughs) I love it. Right? great. And so, and a lot of companies refer to their employees as bodies, and it is fascinating that you're tying that. I always thought of it as culture. And 
creating the culture that is conducive for organizational success. I love the way now you're tying it to trust. So that's the values part. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a couple other parts, and one of them is a huge one, but then let me just mention one more along the way here. Mm-hmm. Accountability. Um, when we hold people accountable in most organizations, mm-hmm. we destroy trust because we don't do it in an appropriate way. We do it in a punitive way. That the whole thing with mm-hmm. holding people accountable means to most managers... It means catching people doing something wrong and then telling them why they did it wrong and how they have to get better. And so Mm -hmm. it's punitive. Now, most people on most days come to work with the intention of doing good work. Most people on most days do good work most of the time. Sure, Mm -hmm. there are times when they need to be reminded of something or they need some coaching or whatever. Uh But most of the time they're doing good work. So why aren't they held accountable when they do good work? They should be held accountable in proportion to their holistic performance, not just when they mess up. And so we we have to retrain Uh leaders and managers to hold people accountable in an appropriate way and they will Uh blossom. I love when we hold them the, accountable in a in a threatening or punitive way, we destroy trust. And I love the way you're phrasing it and you're building it into the concept of trust because I have been around organizations and uh, organizational uh, leadership team, as they call it. I think of them as management team as opposed to leaders because they have titles, right? They don't influence other people. They just direct people. Uh, but the general... Uh, feedback I get, especially in the accounting and finance side of the organization is it's their job to do it. We don't need to acknowledge that they did their job. If they did something more, I will acknowledge. So these folks don't even think of saying thank you. They don't believe in saying I'm sorry. They don't believe in saying you did a good job because they think that means we owe them something. And to me, that's a disturbing culture but I've yep. been trying to figure out how to break through it, and I love the way that you're weaving that into the values. And what yep. would you and advise I, I have that a, organization? The phrase that I use is balanced accountability. Let's let's okay. hold people accountable in a balanced way that's appropriate. And I have a little model that has a bunch of different S's, different S words that um, basically allow you to accomplish, if you're a leader, allow you to accomplish a balanced accountability. I love that. And so if people want to go and look at that balanced accountability model, where would they go to? Is it something that they can get their hands on? Is it in a book? Is it in a website? Sure. I've got a ton of articles, over 600 articles on my website. And I'll tell you, the website is www.leadergrow.com. L-E-A-D-E-R-G-R-O-W? Right, dot com. Perfect. And if you go to the resources tabs, there's articles, and and you'll find articles on accountability, several of them, on on how to hold people accountable in in an appropriate way. I am sure that our listeners will love going there and looking at this, and I am sure that they can use it in their workplace because... Now, all of a sudden, you're not just talking about uh, how trust is built from a theoretical perspective. 
you've just opened up the door and given them tools that they can use. And well, let, now me, I let me give you, a, I want to give you a bigger tool. <laughs> okay. When we, uh, I don't know, is, are we going to a break at this point or not? Yes, we are going to get ready to go for a break. So if you're going to have a concept or a tool to share, why don't we pick that up at the other end of the segment, right? Yes, and, I have, um, I, I have an I additional was, one that I, I think is huge. Okay, so let's make that as the start of the conversation when we get back. But I really love the fact that you're sharing the tool and giving people the opportunity to live some of the lessons that they're going to learn from this conversation. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's KASHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You are rejoining the episode, Trust the Keystone for Lasting Success. And we're having a wonderfully exciting conversation with Bob Whipple, our trust ambassador. Bob, as we went for the break, you uh, wanted to expand on the conversation about tools people have to use in order to build trust and build the kind of leadership in an organization they want. And you had a more valuable, more expansive tool that you wanted to share with 
our listeners. So why don't I just uh, open up the floor and let you go into those concepts and tools? Okay. So I've, I've shared uh, the, the need for values that we definitely follow. I shared that we need to have balanced accountability. But the most important way that leaders need to change their behaviors is what a concept that I call reinforcing candor. And I've got to explain what, it, what that means. It means that we have a kind of bank account of, of, it's like a bank account. Trust is, we have a balance of trust with every person that we know. There's a balance of trust there. And we can make deposits or we can make withdrawals on a daily basis or a minute-by-minute basis to the trust account. And so the idea is to try to build up that balance over time by making more deposits than we make withdrawals. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of times when we make a withdrawal, it's a huge withdrawal. We can be m- making deposits for a whole year, like putting something from our paycheck into the bank for a whole year, and we get up a nice balance, but then all of a sudden something comes along and wipes out a huge chunk of it, and we've got nothing left. Mm-hmm. So so what the, the behavior that I think leaders need to be able to demonstrate is they need to create a safe environment where people don't worry about telling them what is really going on in their mind. Now, I have to do it in the right way and at the right time. Mm-hmm. But, but assuming that, the idea is if I'm a leader, whatever is going on, whatever decisions I'm making along the way are things that, that are, in my mind, the right thing to do. It's like, how, why would I ever do anything that's not right, uh, yes. you know, mm-hmm. in my own mind? So I'm, I'm going along all day long doing things that I think are right. In fact, I even, in my seminars, I wear a button. Uh, the big, big button has the words, I am right on it. Okay. So I'm, you know, okay, so I'm justified in everything that I'm doing. And so if someone doesn't agree with what I'm doing, doing. Let's say they maybe think it doesn't uh, meet one of the standards of one of the values that we have. Then, and they come and they say, Bob, that's not the right way to look at this. Here's the right way to look at this. Well, because I think that I'm right, I'm going to push back on them. I'm going mm-hmm. to, um, it's to show them the error of their ways, if you will. And I'm not going to reinforce their candor. And so what happens is I make them feel bad, and, and then, then trust goes away. Trust, trust just got wiped out a little bit. But if I'm a smart leader, if I understand this concept and can, can rise to the occasion, and when someone comes up to me and says, Bob, what you think is, is the right thing to do, I'm not sure that's really right. Can you please help me understand? And I'm smart enough to not chop their head off. I'm smart mm-hmm. enough to say, wow, you're wearing an I am right button too. And you see it from your perspective, and that's different from my perspective. Let's explore that because I need to know. Tell me more, and I need to listen. I need to treat the person like an adult. I need to make them glad they brought it up. And I, and, and I need to take into account the point that they're making. It doesn't mean that I always have to reverse my, my course, 
at all. It means that I have to really, really pay attention and make sure that they know that they're glad they brought it up. And if I can do that, then by reinforcing their candor, I've, I've increased the level of trust. I made a trust mm-hmm. deposit with that person. And by the way, they also, I, I, they also made a trust deposit with me because they were yes. forthright. So that's a huge, huge thing, and not many leaders can do it because it's very, very hard to get past the I am right concept. Yes, and that actually uh, takes me to a place where I have always looked at leaders who can do that successfully as individuals who are secure in themselves as persons and as professionals that their feathers are not ruffled when somebody comes from a different place. And Secure and yes, that's right. And, and they're, they're willing to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. The trust is built when people are willing to be vulnerable. Because when you think about it, trust implies vulnerability, doesn't it? Yes. When you because trust you, someone, mm-hmm. you can be disappointed. <laughs> yes. Because ultimately, the test for anybody who is willing to trust somebody is, how soon is that other person going to take advantage of me, right? And something everybody has to remember is, I am going to be able to fool this person because I don't deserve the trust they have given me. Somewhere along the line is where the relationship is. Go ahead. Uh, Creating that safety, that Mm -hmm. feeling of safety. Uh, and and vulnerability. If I'm a leader, I'm willing to be vulnerable. I'm willing to allow you to express yourself and not cut you off because I think I'm right. I'm willing to be vulnerable and maybe find out that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And reverse my decision based on input that I get from my people. All I have to do is start demonstrating that kind of feeling, that kind of mm-hmm. relationship, and trust begins to grow exponentially. Then all the other things, the walking the talk and uh, you know, following the golden rule, all the other things that we could think, they work like they're on steroids. They work like magic because the foundation is there. That, that is such a critical piece that a lot of organizations don't think of that as front and center, right? What would you recommend to an organization that has such a punitive culture where if you speak up, your position is going to be eliminated, you're going to be fired? And if you don't like it here, go find another place, right? Some some bosses actually say this to their employees. What is the right... Sometimes if the people at the top are not willing to set that tone, but the workers and people below that first or second or third layer know that they deserve better, is there ever an opportunity to build that culture and environment from the bottoms up? Or is the tone at the top necessary and has to be unconditional for it to work? Trust uh, is, is built from the top down, not mm-hmm. from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. And so you don't ever get there if the leaders of the organization aren't willing to listen, aren't willing to be vulnerable, aren't willing to hold people accountable appropriate, and aren't willing to follow the values. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to get there. 
So if if an organization and and by the way, uh, Cass, it's 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 sad, but the majority of organizations have that kind of punitive feel. Yes. That people uh-huh. don't feel safe. To, they uh-huh. they know very well because they've seen examples of what happens when you speak up. Yes. Uh-huh. And so, therefore, in those organizations, this, the trust that the leaders so desperately want to get to isn't kindling. It isn't there. It's uh-huh. it's a shell. It's there's some level of pseudo trust going on at the superficial level, but it's really not. Uh, working the way it can. So that's what I do in my work mm-hmm. is I go and I work with the leaders to show them that there's a better way and to, to get them to understand what this better way is because when they do, all of a sudden, all the other things that they're doing start to work and trust, real deep, honest trust, uh, kindles and, and it becomes a fire in the organization. Mm-hmm. And Cass, the thing that's really amazing to me is when I when I work with with organizations, they all say, well, you know, if we've got to change the culture here, that's going to take us three or five years to change. That's not something you do overnight. And my experience is that in you, if you can get through to the leaders and get them to understand mm-hmm. what we're talking about here, you can actually change the culture in six months or less. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is why the tone at the top and the tone that is set from the CEO down is such, such critical, right? And what I want to do is uh, take a moment and talk about the tone at the top. And I know you've talked about the type of workshops you do to bring that about. But is there anything that can be done every day to start influencing the tone at the top if the tone at the top is tone deaf? Tone deaf? <laughs> well, the, the, what, the only way to do it um, is to get inside the head of the leader and mm-hmm. make sure that he or she realizes that when they don't do that, they're throwing away the very thing that they're desperately trying to get to, and that's excellent performance. They mm-hmm. can get excellent performance, and they can get productivity, and they can get great quality, and they can get all these things, but they have to, they have to get off of their soapbox. They have to get off their pedestal, if you will. Yes. And mm-hmm. be vulnerable and build mm-hmm. trust. And when they do, that's why, you know, you, I teach leaders to say, you know, if you can just get yourself to try this for a few months, you will find that this whole place just rises up and everybody, you, you get productivity and you get empowerment and you get engagement like you've never seen before. I totally, totally hear you. But how about the fact that we live in a culture where vulnerability is considered a weakness? Somebody who's kind and who's supportive and who's caring and nurturing is considered weak. And they are told that they need to be firm and strong. And that means yell at people to get stuff done, right? I mean, these are the realities of what's going on in the workplace. And I always turn around and tell them, do you know how much courage it takes for me to be kind to you every day? Why don't you think of kindness as a strength? Because if there weren't people who were kind to you, you wouldn't get to be the way you are, right? And yeah. how, how does one broach that conversation to help people understand being vulnerable is truly a bigger strength than being punitive? 
And I just want to delve into that when we come back from our final break here. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call one 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Cass Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks How to Get It Just Right. You're joining us on the episode Trust the Keystone for Lasting Success with uh, our guest, Bob Whipple our trust ambassador. Bob, as we went for the break, we were talking about the importance of leaders understanding that being vulnerable and doing the right thing and having values are truly a strength. And that comes from a place of understanding, being aware of themselves, aware of their surroundings, the people they're leading, right? And the organizational values they're trying to embody. So it looks like people need, leaders need to be able to understand emotional intelligence and put it to work in building trust. Can you talk a little bit about how the two uh, work together in building trust? Well, yeah, because when, when I talk about what, what behaviors leaders, what thinking patterns leaders need to change, clearly, if they're a command and control type of leader, that I need to have the power and I need, I need you to do the right thing and all of that stuff that you were talking about, 
That's a person who has low emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is a learned trait. It's something that you can teach people, and I do teach leaders how to have higher emotional intelligence. And what it does is it, it changes the whole ball game. Let me just explain for your listeners that aren't, aren't familiar mm-hmm. with emotional intelligence. It has four parts. One is self-understanding. Under, I understand mm-hmm. how I'm feeling. I understand my emotions. And mm-hmm. I can manage my emotions. That is, mm-hmm. I can stop and think before I yell, for example. Okay. And, and, and then the other, and then the third one is social awareness. I can walk mm-hmm. into a room and understand that there's some discomfort here. These, these people here are hurting or whatever. I can read people's minds in terms of understanding through their body language, what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. And then social, being able to manage the, the, uh, the environment Mm-hmm. based on that in an appropriate way so that we get the results that we want to get. Mm-hmm. That's how I can train leaders to think differently and really change dramatically how they interface with people. And that allows them to be vulnerable and not feel that they're being poor leaders. They're actually being excellent leaders, just like you said. And that mm-hmm. leads to higher trust. So the key is emotional intelligence. And when you, if you don't have emotional intelligence, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon that you're blind. You can't see how you're coming across to people. And think about these managers who bark at people. Yes. <laughs> I have an article called uh, bar, uh, um, Bark Less, Wag More. Okay. <laughs> I like and, that. I actually work yeah. with a guy who will throw staplers at his employees so they won't go into his office. They stand outside <laughs> and talk to him. That's just not, it's just, it's, a, it's someone who has, has a blind spot. I cannot, yeah. I, I do, I do not understand how what I'm putting out there is being absorbed and reacted to by my workers. And therefore, since I don't understand it, I think I'm doing just fine, but they don't. Yes. And that's yes. what matters. It's fascinating you say that because I used to, for 20 years, I took a two, an hour, two hours and 45 minute commute from home to work and became so friendly with the train conductors in Chicago. And one <laughs> of the train conductors would tell me, Cass, I've been at this job for 30 years and I have come up with the theory. I said, what is it, Eddie? He says, you know what? Employers think that all they have to do is pay just enough for people not to want to quit their job, but they don't care how they treat their people. And what they don't realize is every one of these employees have figured out how to work just hard enough not to get fired. And so nobody yeah. wins. <laughs> and that's what this you get. Lousy performance throughout the yes, organization. Yes. Philosophy of a 30-year veteran who's a train conductor just observing people, right? I walked yeah. away thinking this man has more emotional intelligence and so- socially aware uh, presence than most executives wearing a suit. What's wrong with this picture? <laughs> And the, the, the statistic I, I throw out, and I really believe this, in the, is that uh, most organizations extract only about 20 to 30 percent of the energy and discretionary effort that's available to them should they ch- change the way they operate. They could, be, they could easily double productivity mm-hmm. in, in a very short amount of time, but they, they don't see it. They're blind. So that's why if you're going to study something to improve as a leader, study emotional intelligence. 
And that is a very, very good piece of advice because it starts with understanding self. Therefore, one can go outside of themselves and learn how not to be all selfish and look at things from their perspective, but start looking at things from somebody else's perspective, right? That is the key. Right. Yeah. And train your brain to mm-hmm. operate in a different way. Actually, part of emotional intelligence the learning is to to get my brain to operate in a different way than it normally does. And it takes a little explaining, but it's not really a hard concept, and it actually works. Mm-hmm. And and that is an important uh, lesson to take away because it's not something you're born with. Every one of us are trainable, right? And yes. how do we train ourselves and we don't wait for somebody else to give us that training? We can yes. go and seek it so that we evolve into the kind of leaders we want to be. And That's then right. when we get you, into roles, we are ready to lead. You can't change your basic intelligence. Your ability to absorb information is what you got, what you were born with. And that's what you're going to live your life with, your IQ. You can't really change your style very much. It's very, very difficult to change your stripes. If whatever your, whatever your style is, that's what you're going to do when certain things happen. But those two things are minor in, in terms of, uh, leadership performance. The major amount is emotional mm-hmm. intelligence, and you can change that rather easily. Mm-hmm. There's a book that I like that's called Emotional Intelligence 2.0 uh, okay. by Bradbury and Greaves, and I think it's a wonderful book. It's very short, very easy okay. to digest, and you can change your whole world in a few weeks. Uh, That is such wonderful guidance. Love the insights you have shared. And I cannot believe that we've been having such an engaging conversation that we're almost all out of time. Thank you so (laughs) much, Bob, for spending time with me, having this conversation, and helping our audience understand the importance of trust in all aspects of their life. And I know by listening to this show, you've already helped them continue their transformational journey. So thank you so very much. And you know what? If possible, and if you're open to coming back and having a conversation about trust from another aspect, let's pick up this conversation uh, to continue with our audience another day. Love to do it. Thank you so very much, and have a lovely evening, Bob. Thank you. And back to our audience. This show is all about our shared journey and staying true to this goal. I will continue to bring content that helps everyone transform ourselves and the communities we live in. Please share our conversation with others and help spread the positive impact. I'm also very keen on hearing from you. Please send me your thoughts as well as your ideas for future shows via email to me at drcasshenry at hotmail.com. That is D-R-K-A-S-H-E-N-R-Y at hotmail.com. Zig Ziglar said, the most influential personal tool you have in your entire arsenal is your integrity. Today, we have explored why this is the case. Now we have food for thought and motivation for action. As we close for the evening, I want to leave you with an important message of the day. Trust is important, and that means integrity inspires trust. What this message tells me is that when I lead a life of integrity, others are inspired to trust me. And I will take away this message of integrity, inspiring trust as we all continue with our journey and transform lives 
with the understanding that every human interaction is an opportunity for our transformation. So let's go out there, transform lives, and while we are at it, let's not forget to start with our own. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then.